0: Welcome to Scriptures for Life, a ministry of Trinity Evangelical Free Church in Boise, Idaho. In a troubled world, riddled with endless pursuits, we have a place of peace and rest in Jesus Christ. We invite you to join us in worshiping Him and following Him in a life-transforming journey. Now, here's my friend Ben to introduce today's sermon.
1: Good morning. Trinity Evangelical Free Church in Boise, Idaho, welcomes you as we continue in our series... Faith overcomes fear. Do you have faith in Jesus Christ? You might answer, of course I do. But then, do you trust him at his word? Our fears are often a spotlight on our lack of faith and trust in our Savior. Listen along today as we learn what the scriptures have to say about fear and also what we can practically do to combat that fear in our lives.
0: He's personal. But he protects you he promises look at all these verses say to those who are anxious as heart raise your hand yes that's us be strong and fear not behold your god will come with vengeance he will recompense the recompense of god he will come and save you against your enemies against your fears against the demons god comes and he wants to come and he will sustain and save you with vengeance And He promises us in His ever-presence, God's eyes, Scripture says in Chronicles, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. He's looking over the whole world, and He's looking for something. What is He looking for? To give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward Him. Trust Him. Repent before Him. Present your weakness before Him. And He's looking for you to give you strong support. Isaiah 43, 3 says, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Don't forget who He is. This Father that draws near you is the Almighty God. I watched this just the other day. The story came out about the 13 boys, the soccer players in Thailand. They got trapped into this cave for so many days, and they couldn't get them out. And I'm watching all the people worshiping these idols. And lighting candles to these idols and images. And I'm crying out how much of the world is in darkness before stones. We have a God that is all powerful. The the true, real, almighty Jehovah. Listen, he says... As I protect you, though I am the Almighty God, I'm going to give Egypt as your ransom. I'm going to give people as a ransom in exchange for you, because I love you. Talking to the Israelites, how much more does he love the Lord's bride? And he cherishes you. He will protect you. Look what he does for Israel. How much more for us? I give Egypt as a ransom, Cush and Seba, in exchange for you, because you are precious in my eyes. And God the Father looks at you. There's a sparkle in His eyes when He says you. And honored. And here's what God says. I love you. And you have this good-for-nothing fear. Come and yap away, biting in your ankles. And you run away from this chihuahua fear as if it was a lion. When God says, I love you. I give men in return for you. Peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not. I am with you, present. I will bring forth your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you, he provides. Not only does he come to your help, not only is he present and protects you, but he charges his angels on a full-time mission to encamp around you they place their tents of war around your life around your house psalm 34 verse 7 the angel of the lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them do not fear because of the presence of god and if that was enough There's so much more. Do not fear through the words of Jesus is our second pillar on which we choose to build this foundation of faith against fear. Faith rises from the words of Jesus. And in looking at these, we we'll look at what the Lord says, and He takes care of all the aspects of your life, of what you have been dealing with, and what you may be dealing with. The Lord says something that breathes life into you, to trust Him. And the faith comes when you believe what He says. Because if, when I am afraid, I'm saying that God doesn't love me. At the same time, when I'm afraid, I'm saying Jesus is a liar. Oh, no! I would never do that. What are you thinking? First of all, Jesus, He talks about and He takes care of the fear of life, anything in your life, or anything that comes and attacks you. The Lord talks. Listen, do not be afraid. Jesus promised, "I am with you always, even to the end of the age." Like God promised Joshua, right? I commanded you, be strong, courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. Whatever you deal with, and God having known you when he was on the cross and having known you before you were created, he knows your life planned out, your life. He knows what circumstances will come. And he says, I'm going to be with you through every single one. The Lord promised, do not fear what comes in life. Why? Because he's at our side. Look at Hebrews thirteen five. Keep your life free from the love of money. Why is the love of money the root of all evil? Because money, when you love it, it wants to present itself as God. You have enough money. You got nothing to worry about the law. You got a good enough lawyers do whatever you want You'll be set free. You got enough money. You have always food to eat places to sleep No worries about retirement. No worries about bills. You got money. So money is all that you have that promises To replace what God can do that's why the Lord approaches this and attacks it Keep yourself free from the love of money. Be content with what you have. It is not the things, it's the presence. It's the presence of the Lord that satisfies. And then he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Because money, it will be eaten by the moth and stolen by the thief. But God says, I will never leave you. The idea is that I will not walk away busy with other things or forsake you more directly. In other words, I know what you've done. I've had enough. I'm turning my back on you. And that's why Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was forsaken so that you would not be. He took all that weight, all that judgment. And God says, I will never forsake you. These are the words of Jesus so we can confidently say the lord is my helper i will not fear what can man do to me the lord gives us the words of life when it deals to life to defeat fear in life well let's talk about poverty you guys fear poverty if you were honest would you raise your hand and say that you fear poverty yeah We all have that place under the bridge, don't we? We're thinking about that tent, the Walmart plan. Get the tent and go live on the beach. Does God care about where you're going to live? Look at what David says. In his time thousands of years ago, but with eternal power, I have been young and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken Or his children begging for bread. We see all these people that are homeless and you wonder how they got there. Who are they? And I've talked to them and with every single one of them. I'm trying to understand this verse has God failed this guy and you hear all about yeah I've accepted Jesus a hundred times at Pacific Garden Mission and all of these different stories and yeah I grew up in but none of the people that I've met so far I've met so many that are homeless would have come across to me saying I walk with the Lord and like Job God took everything I've never seen that God will use homeliness to bring people on their knees And repentance to come before the Lord David promises All of my life God has never forsaken Them or their children And that's why Jesus says Don't be anxious about your life What should I not be anxious about Don't be anxious about what you're going to eat or drink About your body, what you're going to put on Isn't life more than food And all these things you're running about Talks about the birds And he says, are you not of more value than them. Yes, the Gentiles run after these things, but the Father knows that you need them all. The Gentiles don't know that God cares, so they want to grab and provide and not share because they think they're going to lose it all. They don't know the Father cares. Jesus promises we have nothing to fear when it comes to even poverty. You know, pastors live on that edge at sometimes. Because if you think in a secular, fleshly kind of thing, you depend on the church. And many pastors have compromised what they preach, how they preach, so they won't lose their job, right? To maintain the budget and hold it. Oh, the Lord knows how many times He asked me to stand and give it all away. Because He is my provider. He is your provider provider not to compromise not to please be faithful be blameless in his sight you have nothing to fear oh yes jesus talks about the fear of death the words of christ the word of god talks about the fear of death that he himself has defeated fear hebrews two fourteen. since therefore the children share in flesh and blood he himself jesus likewise partook of the same things that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death that is the devil and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery slaves to fear of death Jesus says, I am life, eternal life, and I hold the keys of hell and Hades. That's why we could say like Paul, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means the fruitful labor for me. Yet I shall choose, what I shall choose I cannot tell. I'm hard pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. Do not fear if you have Christ. Your death is not death, is a passage to final salvation, redemption, and eternity, nothing to fear. Now I'm gonna to skip to some practical steps. If we overcome and we believe what Jesus tells us about eternal life and salvation from death through death, why should we fear all these petty things that we call worldly needs? They have no value. Here's six things that you must not do. And seven that you must. I'm going to just run through them. Today, as you fear what's going to happen tomorrow, here's what you must not do. First of all, do not despair. Do not be dismayed. Don't sink in this abyss of the worst possible outcomes. Like the Israelites. Oh, it would have been better in Egypt we're gonna die in the desert what do we do now we want to die do not despair say in the name of jesus heart stop call upon the name of jesus and stop your fear right there no explanation just say no in the name of jesus i'm not going to despair second do not question and blame god all right like job's wife oh good and blame you know uh, blaspheme god and curse god and die already why are you going through all these struggles do not question and blame god in other words do not question as if why me why now you don't love me it's okay to ask lord what are we dealing with not the questioning that doubts god do not question and blame god like the israelites here's the red sea there is uh, the pharaoh coming we see the dust getting closer it's your fault moses it's god's fault why do we leave egypt pickles were much better why don't question and don't blame god third don't start vibrating and bouncing off the walls looking for solutions i'm going to do this i'm going to call there I'll go from this card to that card. I'm gonna call this, no, 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 stop that. That's not the time. Now it's time for faith in battle against fear. Do not start looking for a thousand solutions. Like Nebuchadnezzar, when he was told that this is it. You will go into into the wilderness for seven seasons. He's losing his mind. I'm going to lose all that I've got. What do I do? Or Pharaoh. After the Israelites are gone, he lost his workforce, and I let them go. What am I going to do? He gets the army to go for a swim. Chariots, don't swim that good. Don't try to come up with your own solutions. Fourth. Fourth. Don't compromise your faith. Don't compromise your walk with the Lord in trying to find solutions. Well, you know what? It's better to ask forgiveness than permission. So I'm going to cheat this time. I'm going I'm to lie this time just so I can get out and say, Lord, forgive me I did that. Do not compromise in finding sinful solutions. When Saul lo- lost the presence of the Lord, and he was not getting any leadership and guidance in battle, no prophet would talk to him. What did he do? He went to the witch. I'm going to find out. I know I shouldn't. I'm the one that cast him out. God told him cast him out. I'm going to find one witch. I'm going to ask her what to do. Do not try to find solutions by compromising. Stand like those three in front of the furnace and say, even if we will not be delivered, we will not bow. Fifth, Do not give up on God. We start with, it's my wife's fault, my son's fault, my friend's fault. It's my my fault. No, it's God's fault. I'm done with God. I'm going to walk away. That's exactly what the enemy, Satan, and fear wants to get from you ultimately. And that's what Saul did. As he was defeated, he surrenders to failure. He falls on his sword and says, okay, God rejected me. I'm done. Do not give up on God. Sixth, do not give up on life. God did not breathe life into you for you to snuff it out like Judas. Peter went out and he wept in repentance. Judas went out and he wept in sorrow and because he was sorry, but not repentance. And he hung himself. Do not give up on life because God loves you. He's got your situation under control much more. He has you in His arms. And He is guiding and walking through you with you as you surrender to Him. So what must we do? All right. A little bit psychological, pragmatic, a little bit logical. Assess your situation at hand. Write things on paper. Grab those thoughts that are swirling in your mind and write them on paper one I'm afraid of and put it down assess the situation with open eyes and clear mind, but do it In the light of eternity All right, so you got to go to court next week because you got a ticket three weeks ago And your walls about to implode because you're afraid of the cops and the, and the judge What are you gonna do and say okay? What's that got to do with spending infinity in paradise with the lord in the beauty and majesty of the new jerusalem i can't wait this has got nothing no weight whatsoever assess the situation at hand in the light of eternity assess it in the light of god's will the fact that he has been involved with you gave you birth in the nation where he gave you birth to the family he gave you birth to to the school that you went to to the life you've been living the fact that he met you on the road of damascus and gave you eternal life that's his will of life for you for eternity put that in light to whatever situation you're dealing with assess it with a clear spiritual simplicity assess it with god's fingerprints and all the steps of his love for you to the present. Second, separate fact from fiction. Write down what you got, what you're dealing with. Do not deal with what may happen. What the possible outcomes are. And differentiate the lies and the screaming of the enemy of what could happen. What fear is saying is a lie. I'm not charismatic, but the devil is a liar, and so is fear. Write that down. Separate fact from fiction. Thirdly, Paul's favorite tells me all the time be still and know that he's God. Remember who he is, what he has done, his power. His majesty, and the fact that He still gets down on one knee and talks to you, looking you right into the eyes. Be still, relax, be at peace. Breathe. Don't listen to your fear. Be still and know that He's God. Fourth, pray. Pray. Specifically. Especially. Out loud in your room, in your closet, in your car, pray. Pray say father here's what i'm dealing with i've been feeling this here for quite a while i don't want to go but if i go lord lord i'm gonna die and god says great come on up (laughs) what are you afraid of pray fifthly if you're still taking water and you can't bail it out enough increase your scripture reading Be in the book, read the Psalms, read Gospel of John, read Ephesians, read Philippians, read read all of these epistles that breathe life of how you should live. Colossians, increase your spiritual intake. The more fear comes to you, the more read the Bible. I guarantee you fear is going to stop talking because he doesn't want you to read the Bible. It's an adverse effect from the enemy. So when he comes, oh, you're here again? Let me read some more Psalms. Sixthly godly counsel you need to nurture you need to surround yourself with godly people that can speak to you from the lord through the word that can encourage you do you have godly counsel do you have godly men and women that you can talk to and share these things stop being so american i'm fine you're fine let's move on i won't share Open your heart to godly people and tell them how you feel and speak it out because the enemy doesn't want you to open your mouth as you fellowship in prayer to receive encouragement. Godly people that won't tell you, don't worry, everything will be okay. No, those that open scripture and say, here's what it says in Psalm 20, how God is with you. 23, he is your shepherd. 37, do not be dismayed. No, he's God. Walk with him. Godly counsel. Godly counsel. And lastly, wait on the Lord. Don't try to just find a solution so you can put it to bed. Wait on the Lord. Because even through your circumstance of fear, the Lord is working on your life. He's molding you. He's shaping you. He's slicing away that fat. He's strengthening away those muscles. It is good for you to be under God's furnace because He's got the control of that temperature. Wait on the Lord. Don't pull that pie out of the oven before it's time because it's no good. Stay there until the Lord redeems and takes you out. Feed your faith said someone in all your fears will start starve to death someone else said fear knocks at the door faith answered and no one was there faith in Jesus this relationship and when you come out at the end of the struggle you find that you will say now i know that you are the lord Almighty God and you know what's going to happen then you won't be able to keep quiet and telling people What God has done in your life. That's what David says. I will cry out among the congregation Of all the things you've done in your redemption in my life When you come out of this Satan would have failed because fear has not paralyzed or killed you off You know the Lord God who is present, who provides, who protects, who is personal, to take care of anything in this life, anything in eternity, anything even through death.
1: As we just heard, fear can be one of the greatest weapons the enemy uses against believers. However, through the work of the Holy Spirit, That same fear can expose areas of weakness in our faith, and the Spirit can increase our trust as we believe in the power and promises of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we have believed in you for the salvation of our eternal souls. Please increase our faith through the power of your Holy Spirit so that we may also trust in you day by day. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to Scriptures for Life a ministry of Trinity Evangelical Free Church in Boise, Idaho. For more information about our church, visit us online at trinityefcboise.org or by phone 208-322-8801. Our church is located at 1777 North Allenbaugh Street in Boise. We'd love for you to join us for Sunday worship at 11 a.m. Join us next week at this time as we go through and apply God's Word on Scriptures for Life.